0: Welcome to the Jake Feinberg Show, and uh, following in the uh, st- you know path led to, uh, open to me by the Holy Spirit, I got a chance today to speak to somebody who is trying to carve their own path in music. I've never seen him live before, uh, and uh, but clearly uh, on this journey, uh, with so with so many younger cats being stifled in this current environment of performing live. being paid for it Um, but the spirit connects me with those who are in need and uh, they don't necessarily need me but uh, the additional burst of light and energy will propel them to continue to keep growing austin smith welcome to the jake feinberg show
1: thank you jake it is a privilege to be on here i truly appreciate it
0: um do you have a connection to the to the spirit
1: Um, I consider myself to be a spiritual person. Um, I'm not necessarily a practicing in any specific faith, but I definitely find, you know, spiritual meaning out of other areas of life, I would say.
0: Can you give an example? Basically, it's not about like being dogmatic or religious, but like, especially if you're a creative artist or, you know, just living in this life, you know, How do you stay connected? Can you give an example of staying connected to source or spirit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I find, you know, within myself, I find a lot of, you know, whether it's different emotions that I'm feeling, um, I do find that I am able to channel that into my art often. Um, And then outside of what I, you know, feel within, you know, things like nature, other mediums of art other than music really inspire me um, in terms of the spiritual connection to it all. Um, give an example,
0: in- what's an example of something outside of music that does that?
1: Yeah, for me, a lot of it, uh, visually, I, I get really inspired by different artwork. Um, lately it's been, you know, a lot of comic-oriented or- artwork. Um, hmm you know, different graphic novel type stuff. But um, aside from that, I get also just, um, I find a deep connection with other artists who, you know, I can tell and feel the same passion that I have for my art that they have for whatever they do. Um, And social media, honestly, while it can be kind of a double-edged sword, it, it has allowed me to, kind of peer into the lives of um, other artists and you know discover things that I don't think I would ever discover if it not be for something like the internet or social media
0: yeah I mean I, I call it new media I don't think it's social media I mean I don't really post any pictures of my kids or anything like that it's like to me like new media is you're meant to drive consciousness through content and you know it, self-promotion is, is pretty nauseating I would not want to get up there and Speaking into the camera and put stuff up on new media, but I'd rather shine the spotlight on other people. So people have to be a little more creative with new media. Just the, the idea of calling it social media is lame. I know people that my, myself included who have monetized it, you know, and I just think people need to be as creative as possible because what's the alternative, you know?
1: right absolutely and i think for such a long time i was and i love that kind of new interpretation of it being new media rather than social media because i was so stifled by that you know feeling of putting myself out there in a way that sometimes may not feel organic Um, but exactly lately i've just found whether it's through like what you said you know, promoting other artists, you know, putting them on, via, whether it's VMI my story or posting about them um, directly through my account. I do right. find I get more out of that. And then it allows me to kind of balance then my own self-promotion. And I've found in like the last year, you know, rather than being stifled by it, you know, being creative in the way that I use it and kind of looking at it from a different um, lens has helped me, um greatly
0: yeah i think if people are i don't want to say visionaries but if they have a creative flair um and they have content i mean other than you know giving some speech people should use their brains and 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 be able to use that effectively i don't buy into any of this you know i mean we're not doing that great as a species right now but i mean the, the onus is on the people. And what I mean by that is, like, to blame, fake, you know, like, why are people – I guess here's the point. What I've said for a long time, not only is it new media, you need to produce content and not receive content. If you receive content, like, if you just scroll through – like, it's okay to check out cats. You know, you want to see what they're doing. But if you're on there and receiving, you will drown. But if you're producing, and at least some of it is high quality – then you will be liberated and you won't feel stifled. Anyway, that's my beat for that. I mean, uh I mean, you where do you live right now?
1: I'm out of Fresno, California, so Central Valley in um, California.
0: I knew I my dear spirit, I mean, you know, he's left us now, the the guitar player for Tower of Power, Bruce Conti. Yeah. He came out of Fresno, man. So did Victor Conti, who was involved in the Barry Bonds Balco scandal, he was a badass bass player. <clears throat> Coleman Head. I think Harvey Mandel might have come out of there.
1: But I believe that... so. You're putting me on, though. I didn't know about the Tower of Power.
0: Dude, yes. I'm going to send you that Conti interview because that dude was an assassin, played in the hottest period of that band. And they were in a, in a group in Fresno with Victor Conti, who you got that dude, the nastiest bass player. And then wound up getting busted, you know, you know, with the, the Barry Bond steroid thing, which is just hysterical. That's what is <laughs> what is the offset? Those interviews you'll love. Um, it, how stifling is the live music opportunities? What I mean by that is not that there isn't a gig for some cover band playing three sets, but the idea of cats going out there and getting paid, having a gig to play original music.
1: Yeah, so we do. There is a scene here in um, kind of downtown Fresno area. And honestly, I I would say the opportunity is absolutely there. It's a pretty lively bumping scene. Um, anything that has stifled me could have been, you know, more so due to my own um, nature of not really putting myself out there enough. In the past year, though, I will say that I do find myself now gravitating more towards the live music scene. Um, I would say the biggest limitation is finding other musicians that aren't already established in a band to um, play with. So a lot of the live performances that I have done now have been via um, you know, DJ or beat sets that I've done.
0: Well, then now I know why we've connected because uh, the onus is on you to determine some of the cat a few cats that you've bonded with that are older maybe more established in the scene and just kind of go fishing and and ask them to play with you in a band
1: yes absolutely and funnily enough the uh the artist andrew randazzo that you did an interview with dude man that, i'm so
0: glad you brought him up man I, what, a, what a classic yeah, Bad-ass dude,
1: man. and the, yeah, that's how I found your podcast because I, I currently am doing um, Zoom bass lessons with him because I've been trying to really devote time to one specific instrument and uh, I'm, we've been spending like the past I want to say six months together, you know, biweekly or weekly lessons and it has been truly like a a type of guidance I couldn't even explain.
0: Can you give an example of a lesson?
1: Yeah, so it's it's been, for me, my musical background is fairly um, self-taught. So I played guitar when I was younger in middle school. Sure. um, Spent time in high school, mainly focusing on sports. And then after high school uh, was when I started getting into production. Um, But that was around 2012 and just recently in the past like five six years i've kind of devoted time now to trying to learn more instruments um, which was very um, helpful helpful for me and that was how i kind of discovered artists like dj harrison which led me to butcher brown um, and then of course randazzo but i i think i had spread myself too much among these different instruments with little foundational knowledge. So right, right. Um, I had seen, again, through, we'll call it new media now that um, right, he had offered Stop that
0: social thing. <laughs>
1: right. He had offered Zoom lessons. So, you know, it, again, just an opportunity that people years and years ago, even not that long ago, would never even have that type of opportunity. That's
0: right. That. That's right. No. So I mean, like, is it, can you give an example of like, is I don't is he, you're not you guys aren't spending time on theory, are you
1: a little bit? So I. Like I don't what kind read, of theory, though? Yeah, theory more so related to like the fretboard, I guess, on the bass. So, you know, finding my way um, through different scales and whatnot. And so the lesson will be basically us mirroring one another. Um, we've gone into a little bit of reading music, but that's more kind of in the, I guess, back burner of what I'm working on more so we work on kind of just giving me a basis in terms of when I'm working on arrangements or um, making a beat, for example, kind of knowing where to go with certain chord progressions um, because I've kind of strayed away from um, sampling. I had started mainly flipping and sampling records and past five or six years or so I've been just focusing on making original music. So um, he has really helped kind of make that process a lot more streamlined for me
0: what was the uh what was the the was there demarcation point when you sort of like didn't want to do stuff in isolation or you actually wanted to create original music with people
1: gosh you know i i don't know when exactly that was i know there was you a few period... like 5
0: or 6 years 5 or 6 years ago yeah
1: so i want to say Here. 2017 i started playing guitar again um I, and i want to you know if i had to pick an artist that kind of shined a light or made it seem you know like incorporate, i was very right. into the la beat scene um with artists like that but i also wanted to see how I could incorporate, you know, making my own original music. So artists like DJ Harrison, um, his beat tapes, you know, finding out that he was recording all those instruments himself uh, just blew my mind. Um, And that started that but it's really been the past year that I've kind of been more opening myself to wanting to perform or collaborate collaborate with others. Um, And that's why you know, I've kind of devoted time specifically to learning bass.
0: What have you uh, found about uh, the placement of the notes? I mean, are you, do you, I mean, is it it something that you are a musician that you prefer to perform solo, whether or not you're you're playing all the instruments or not? Or do you feel like, um, what's been your experience, you know, on the bandstand?
1: it's been very limited. So I really But I mean it's like, you
0: you've been up there creating beats for audiences, right?
1: Yeah, so I yeah. Have, I've done a I've really only done actually one beat show just happened recently and then I have this another is sick. one this, this is up, sick. up yeah, so you Dude, you, I'm you, so you, honored, man. You are hon- it. <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, I mean I mean this is How old are you, brother? I'm
1: 29.
0: Well, I tell you I didn't go through a major growth spurt after my teenage years, till I was 32. So I think if you're already burning and you've, but I think that you probably Austin, just off my field, like you need to put some real fire into and real steadiness into your, um, you know, taking some chances and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. I think you already no. know what those things are and don't try to do them all at once. Just make a little progress every day. And I'm telling you right now, like, you know, I've been on this journey 12 years. I've I've published my fifth book just came out. You know, I'm nobody. I'm just a blind monk stumbling into grace. But, you know, there's been a lot of twists and turns and things like that. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. And so if you're going to go for this or you're going to do something that you're going to be at peace with, you need to lay out 100%
1: yeah and be comfortable with failing you know that's right no that's that's right there's no no,
0: yeah i mean it's all you know it's i I think failure isn't doesn't exist i think quitting exists
1: there it is yeah
0: you know that's That's what it is and you know you're not we're not quitters you know i mean so uh so can you talk about this this show and and what if you actually lost yourself and went into your spirit mind at a certain point i mean that's the I always try when I go to a live show, like with Randazzo and Butcher Brown or any of my dear brothers that are playing in bands I love, I try to bring like a, an, an urgency, a fourth quarter urgency to the bandstand to push the musicians out of their comfort zone. And then all of a sudden they're out of their thinking mind and they're in their spirit mind. And when they're in the spirit mind, all bets are off, you know? And so, you, you know, they're, they're not, did you did you get into a euphoric state the other night or were you just trying to hang on for dear life
1: i would say it's a, it was a bit of both without a doubt um it i it was and i you know very thankful and it's just funny how these things work you know from yeah. my lessons with randazzo he said almost verbatim kind of what you're saying about putting myself out there wow. um, getting out of that comfort zone so that led to me kind of connecting with this a group of other producer and musician friends here in town um which led to one of them um set me up with uh my first show and now it looks like it'll be like a recurring monthly thing so um when i had got that first show it was kind of on about a week's notice and i would say you know first half of it was kind of a blur you know just getting kind of settled into what that's like yeah um, it was a very uh, low key, chill environment, just at a bar. Um, and then by the second half, you know, I did feel that kind of flow state of um, out of body almost. Where yes, yes, know, music, the, the, music the, the, was driving.
0: Right, right. Let let the body dance. You know, that's exactly. unbelievable, man. Jeez. So, how, from an early age, even though you were self taught, um, can you talk about like how you sort of. The things that you worked on to gain your own individual sound on on, I guess guitar was the beginning instrument
1: yeah so I mean I look at I would if I had to pick an analogy I'm definitely a mirror of sorts and you know from even just early on I started out listening to a lot of like classic rock you know ranging to kind of lighter heavy metal stuff And then um, after high school was when I got into more hip hop type oriented things. Um, And more recently now, it's been kind of a culmination of all of them with a lot of jazz and funk um, stuff that I can get my hands on. I feel like I listen to a lot of music, but there's definitely uh, things that I'm sure I'm still missing out on. You know, there's so much music out there. I'm trying to play catch up all the time. And all of that really has played into, I guess, the sound that I, I do still feel like I'm developing. Um, whether it's you know rhythm based, based you know from listening to artists like Jay Dilla um, sure. or other you know funk artists, James Brown and James Brown and such. Um, you know a, a lot of you know fusion stuff. So with like Herbie, that I'm trying to get into more. But yeah, again... the the
0: the, uh, the I'll send you a link to a live show that you need to uh, <laughs> groove on um, from Herbie's band. Uh, but uh, what about like David Axelrod? Do you sample his shit?
1: I I feel like I probably have. I've never. Like, he was dug a producer.
0: Well, <laughs> I, you should. Uh, that dude was doing every every hip artist. Uh, from Lou Rawls to Cannonball Adderley to um, to his own albums. I mean, he was the breakbeat King in the early 1970s. Right
1: on.
0: He- Heavy Axe is a great record uh, that, that it's, it, you can find it and you can stream it, but um, the work he did is, and I had a chance to interview him before he left the body a few years ago, but it was such a cosmic interview because he was originally just a ja- a jazz drummer growing, playing in the, in the ghettos and, in South Central Los Angeles with Gerald Wiggins and like organ trios and stuff. And then he turned into this, just, he just knew. And of course it was real human beings. I mean, I, I do have a lot of issues with modern day production in the sense of just sort of the anonymity of the pulse, the, the collective pulse, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, to me, like, this is all about pulse. This is all about tension and relief, tension, and release, collective tension, release, not in isolation. Uh, it might be more comfortable doing it. You know, it just ties into this whole thing about all the people I've interviewed. Plus in the late seventies, early eighties, when, you know, bar owners were like, Oh, why are we, why are we hiring a quartet? We'll just put a guy in here to, to play, to play records, you know? And so I love, I love the human element of music. And, uh, I just wanted you to talk about if that's something that you, um, what 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 are the next steps for you in order to i mean you can't just what about being a an accompanist in another band
1: yeah and i think very much what you described with modern day production is where i kind of started out that very much isolation um and recently i've felt just a strong gravitation towards that you know communication amongst um two artists working together to make a song um, whether that be in a collaborative setting, you know, in a studio type setting or on the bandstand. Um, but I would, you know, aside from just my production work, I would absolutely be open to doing, you know, session work in the future, joining a band, multiple bands. Um, I really just want to, and it's something that I heard in an interview, I believe it was on Flea's podcast with Thundercat, um, where Thundercat mentioning just lending himself to the music. Um, that was something that I think didn't click with me early on when I was first getting into music production. Right. Um, but now, you know, I find myself really being pulled in that direction more.
0: What does lending yourself mean to the music?
1: I guess, you know, the way I interpreted him- Yeah. Saying that w- was more so, you know, what is the music asking from you in this certain moment rather than you feeling the need i guess to always you know have a specific voice on it um Absolutely. you know what are the rest of the artists you know what what does the song need what what do the other artists need from you um in whatever context that Totally
0: makes. that's a very overlooked especially from a non-musician's point of view that's a very beautiful thing um do you get called to play i mean you can with bass Um, you know, there's many different schools, but, um, ultimately, you know, um, you know, I think you play upright at all, or is it just electric,
1: just electric at the moment.
0: And, uh, and so basically, are you starting to, have you developed those calluses where you start to bleed?
1: (laughs) No bleeding yet, but the calluses are are definitely there.
0: Yeah, man. You got, I mean, that's those cats that played the string fiddle, the bass fiddle, Ron Carter and those cats, I mean. You know, they bled, they bled, they were bleeding all over the place for many years, but, uh, you know, paid takes. off in the end. What are the, if I came to Fresno, what are like, I've had a hard time lately, a lot of blowback from people about bringing that urgency to the bandstand, even in rock settings. I mean, people, it's a very square time. I mean, what was a liberating right. place <laughs> for good music in, in, in Fresno?
1: Um, You know, we have Strummers is a pretty popular place where a lot of I guess more if if folk, it's not folk
0: based kind of thing. Um, th-
1: they do a bit of everything, honestly, yeah, Um, yeah. we have Fulton 55 does a lot of like, I think, like punk and metal shows. Um, And then aside from that, it's a lot of, you know, bars having, you know, maybe one band or a DJ. Um, or we do art hop every first Thursday of the month. And typically in just areas outside, we'll have artists, Um, it's kind of spread out, I I would say if there was a big place, it'd be strummers where some of the bigger acts tend to go, um, or a a bar called Tioga.
0: Yeah, it's um, a little bit off the just a little bit off the grid. Um, Do you have? um, Like, have you have you been outside of Fresno? Have you lived in other parts of California? Or is that something you do you feel like you're going to be able to grow enough? Uh, I mean, you have a way you could definitely grow into Fresno, but do you have aspirations to move on?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I have spent my entire life, I wasn't born here in Fresno, but I have spent a majority of my entire life here. Um, And I definitely have plans to probably, you know, Go somewhere else at some point. Um, whether that, though, is dictated and, or decided based on, like, music plans is kind of undetermined. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say in this past year, things have been really, you know, heating up in terms of, you know, getting myself out there with my music. And um, I think, you know, like you said, it, it's kind of the the decision now would be to And what I want to do is to really turn that heat up rather than letting it kind of stay at its own.
0: Well, this is the, I mean, this is absolutely uh, like what you must do because, um, you know, you have some musicians and there's probably many in your town because I don't see a lot of touring bands coming through there a lot, at least the ones that, that I, I follow. And it's like, there's a lot of musicians who have reached the ceiling and they are well known in Fresno, but you know, you you know, that's the ceiling for them. And for you at this point, the way I'm talking to you is that you have a lot of room to grow into Fresno and that time is now. And at a certain point, and then you don't have to look very far down the road. You just have to stay in the moment and you have to establish yourself and keep growing. It's a good place to be right now. You have the room to grow.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And it's something that, you know, there's such a variety in the different types of music that is being played here in Fresno. And with now, you know, kind of greener pastures ahead, I feel I have connections with artists here in town. Um, Just go to
0: jam sessions. Sit in a jam session. You know, like, I don't know, man. like, Like, you know, I mean, if, Have you, how much original, how how many original songs do you have in your, in your bag right now?
1: Um, that I could perform. Yeah. I mean, I, I never really put a number on it. Well, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. I, I make a lot of like beats on my own. Um, and I try, you know, if I'm recording something not to, you know, I do overdub and whatnot, but I do try to keep it you know, can I? could I perform this? Or at least if I'm playing one of the instruments, could I perform this? Well, that's, um, the, only
0: other, that's the only other piece of advice I'm gonna give you during this interview is when you get up there performing, take some chances. The only way you're gonna really work stuff out and be able to be at peace with yourself is if you almost go off the rails or go off the rails and get back on. You gotta to learn to, to fall down a little bit. Yeah. So you don't have to be overly protected. To me, like that's how you develop more confidence in your, not just your chops, but your ability to, to keep it together, you know? So just be a little bit, you know, be fearless out. I mean, it's, it's easier said than done, but, uh, you know, you gotta but be it's a... good advice. And yeah. It's,
1: it's necessary.
0: Um, Austin Smith, man, you tell Randazzo that I, I send my love, man. It was such an honor to, uh, to, to connect with you. And, um, anytime you need anything, you just let me know. Um, And if I'm passing through Fres, man, we'll definitely catch a hang. I look forward to, you know, this is not going to happen overnight, but you are in a good place in the right town and, uh, try to have fun more than anything else. Just try to have fun.
1: That's the truth, man. I I deeply appreciate, you know, you give me the opportunity and having me on here. You know, I've really enjoyed this. Um, and I, I will take that advice to heart and, and, and I'll send my, um, I mean here's Um, the
0: point my elders have allowed me to connect with them and open their hearts, so you know, I mean I have to continue doing that in my own way as well so. um, Bless you brother i'll talk to you soon man.
1: Watch appreciate man, you have a good rest of your day. Too, brother. peace.